Good afternoon. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Let me get that music down. That music's in my ear and it's annoying. And now it's gone and now it's just Do us. you hate music? No, I love music. I had it up too long. You couldn't really hear me. I couldn't hear me. That was my problem. It really wasn't you couldn't hear me. It was I couldn't hear me. And if I can't hear me, well, then I'm not cool with that. Is there any need for me to be here if you're going to have continue to have this conversation not with really. yourself no, all no, afternoon? I can do that for uh, 55 minutes. That's not a problem. <laughs> Just have this banter with yourself yeah. back and forth. Yeah. My, my, yeah. Wa- my wife asked me, what, well, what are you guys going to talk about on the show today? I said, I hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah. She said, well, you got a guest today? You had you had Coach Norton yesterday. I went, yeah. no, no guest it's to, today. It's hard to follow that up. Uh, I know. Barry Norton... Hanging up his uh, whistle and all. That's, that's He's not hanging up his whistle. For now. He's going to keep his whistle. I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see what Coach Norton does. I, I think he's going to get some some interest, some offers. But I, I do really think, you know, I get to visit with him every Wednesday morning. Yes, you do. I'm envious. <laughs> Come in one Wednesday morning. I'm not that envious. It's early. <laughs> yeah, get up early. Come up here. Never mind. <laughs> Envy wasn't the right word. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I get to visit with him every week, and so I, I know he really wants. You had last Friday, you had Coach Minner in here. I did, and he had his Michigan hat on, he had his, his Michigan, Michigan shoes on. Yeah, he he was because as much as I think Rick misses being around a team, he's so captivated with his son's oh yeah career right oh. now and wants to be supportive of that. And I'm sure he missed time with him when he was a young coach, and now here's a chance to to really be a part of his life and his family's life. Well, and the, and the team. I mean, they hired yes. him. He's an employee at, yeah. at the University of Michigan. Yeah. So I just think for Coach Norton, he wants to be, you know, a, a guy who, who's really involved in his kid's life right now. And so, uh, I, I don't know what direction he's headed, but I, whatever direction he's headed, I think that's going to be a part of it. And, and it's hard to do that when you're a head football coach. It's impossible to do that when you're a head football coach. I, I think you're so com- – you know, we look and go, oh, you know, you, you work Friday nights. That's your work. No, no. that's the end well, of your work. All the works happen Saturday morning – until Friday at 5 o'clock. You stand on the sideline during the game. The guys are really – the kids are doing the work at that point in time. You've done everything to prepare them for that. Well, and Barry made a joke yesterday. He has a reputation um, as a, a guy who works seven days a week. Yeah. During no, football season. No question. And a bunch of hours. And he doesn't know how to do it any other way, I don't think. I don't think so either. And you learn that from being old school. Yeah. Where you came when we came from yeah. West Orange Stark. That's what you did. You worked. Yeah. And so uh, I think for him, he's probably going to have to step away from that to really be able to engage in, in these things he wants to do. Unless someone just makes him an offer that is unlike the typical coaching offer as a head coach. You know, maybe that Genoa eight man. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just saying, really? it would be so different. It would have to be so different from what he's always done. I just don't know how he's going to do that and be able to do the things he wants to do. I think he – I think I think when you retire or you're in between jobs, however we're going to look at this, 
I think you say, I want to spend a bunch of time with my kids. But I also think, at the end of the day, if, if an offer comes that's what he's looking for, I think he's going to go back to, to being a coach. I think he's going to go back to being that guy. You know, Cleats bopped from College Station to Durham, North Carolina. He may bop to two or three other places. I, I don't know you can follow your kids around in that profession unless you're just renting a lot or you have a mobile home you're just going to hop into well, and, and drag it around the country with you. Last year, Rick Minner was living in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, he was. Where's he going to be living this year? He's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> I think that's what you do. Yeah, but I think you, you clear the deck or you make it work. Yeah, but I think Rick also careered this thing. He's a little older. He's a little older than we are, and I think that he's gotten that extra out of his system. And I don't think uh, I don't think Barry Norton has yet. I think Barry still got the itch, and I think he's still going to be out there doing something. He'll either coach or AD someplace. I don't think he's done, and I don't well, think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to North Carolina. I think he's going to be someplace around here that'll offer him a chance to continue doing what he loves to do. An AD gig may work better. An AD gig may. Yeah, to be honest, it may be a better fit. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be there on Friday night yeah. or Saturday morning at 8 a.m. You can be in North Carolina for a few days if you want to be. Yeah. Especially, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, if you're in a district where I, there's not many that don't have football or maybe a multi-school district or something like that, there's all kinds of sure. things you can do. But, uh, yeah, I just don't – you know, there's not many districts in Texas where the football coach not the AD. Well, unless there are, but they're big. They're yeah, big it's, it's, it's typically a multi-school. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but uh, I, I really think he's looking to spend some time with his kids and 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 have some mobility options. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't go too far. Hmm. I don't think you know. You're gonna have to find somebody on Wednesday. I think that, well, <laughs> <laughs> probably a pretty good chance of yeah. that. Unless he's gonna drive over. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, 903-735-9905. Obviously, we're recapping yesterday's uh, uh, show we did with uh, Coach Barry Norton on his announced retirement from Arkansas High five years in and uh, not a bad stretch. Tough last year and a half because of COVID first year and just because of, you know, I think the results of COVID the second year just have kind of kicked the program pretty hard. And now you can try to build it back up again. Yeah. You know, it was time to call, talk to Coach Norton. Um but if I was Becky and them, and I, I say Becky, she used to be our yeah, ball, yeah, so yeah. we better say Dr. Dr. Kessler. Forget Mrs. Do- yeah, Dr. Dr. Kessler. But if I was Becky and them, I, I think I'd go the Arkansas route. I ask you, you know, would you go sure. Texas, retire? Yeah. You know, unique opportunity to get Barry Norton. Yeah. It was a very unique opportunity for them to have a guy who had the success in this town. And, and get him to come over and be the coach. And uh, I I don't – maybe there's another coach around here that's retirement age has had great success and looking to double dip or whatever. But I really – I keep saying this, and we didn't broach this subject yesterday, Barry. I think Arkansas needs to get as – Arkansas High needs to get as far away from anything Texas as possible. Yeah. They need to become truly – Arkansas High, I and, agree. and not have anything to do with playing schools in Texas, or, or anything well, like that. You, know, you say that, and I still think he—you can't find games. 
I mean, he's Thank talked you. to you, but you've talked to him about trying to get a schedule together, and it's it was a tough. long process. It was tough. It did. He had to go well beyond the typical time, but he, he put together a schedule for next year in Arkansas, and that he's going to have to play some people that – he's not, but his uh, successor, successor is, uh, is going to have to play some people like an Ashdown or somebody that's on their schedule that, to be honest – you don't really want to play because if you lose, you look bad. If you win, no one gives you any kudos for it. But that's what you have to do. But I still think their image in this town needs to be an Arkansas image. They, well, I, I agree. But it's hard when you have a hundred-year history with the school across the street. Yeah, and that's you, part- you, you have a hard time sec- separating yourself from that. You have a hard time separating yourself when, to be honest with you, they ought to play Liberty Ilo every year, and you and I may disagree on that, but they ought, they're about the no, same size, no, and they I, ought to play each I'm other every year. I'm fine with them playing L.A., but, you know, and Coach Norton said yesterday, the city's moving west. Yeah. And west is basically Texas high and PG, depending on which side of, you know, McKnight's your own, west is Texas high and PG. And that's the yeah. and so if and folks you're, at Ellie are going to disagree with that, I, I, no, I think, no, chops in here every week saying we're ready to play the New Boston's in Atlanta again. They shouldn't be. That's that's what's I see Atlanta. They ought to play Atlanta every year. Yeah, so, no question. But I, they're ready to be in New that Boston. district. Oh gosh, see, I don't see that. When that's I, a long, that, that's, that's a pretty good drop for them in population to get down to that. It's level. not that far. They're they're getting there. Yeah. It's not going to be that long. If they fall down to three A. Well, then this is a whole conversation that's different, and you're, you're spot on. But I think that's what they want to be in. Oh. Because, to be honest, people aren't moving to that area. But they're competitive in every sport. They are they're competitive. They've been competitive in baseball recently. With but Zach they don't say every sport because they're, they're obviously not in every sport. Which one are they not? Soccer, they're horrible. Well, soccer. But, boy, that was – was that a shot at Jordan? Or? No, it wasn't a shot at anybody. And still, when I'm when I'm thinking about pro, like they're not they're not killing it at what tennis. Yeah. They're not killing it at golf. Yeah. I get those, but where they've been traditionally strong in girls track, in basketball, boys and girls, in baseball, they've had a down decade, but they're feeling like they're moving in the right direction. Again. Football's been kind of the same thing. They had a hodgepodge of coaches, and they've kind of figured that out. Where they got their coaching hires right. They seem to be moving in a direction that feels right for, for Liberty Ilo. I don't walk around thinking I think they're bad in all sports. No, I, I think, didn't say all sports. I, I said I, there are many sports they're not doing yeah. well in that you're just discounting. Yeah, well, and I, I'm not discounting them. But they've never been – have they ever been a power in, no, in soccer no, or golf no. or And that's because that? people aren't moving out there. It's not a suburb that people are moving to. Soccer is a suburban sport, and, and that's where – people move to i'm just telling you i've talked to chop i think that community is very content to move back down to the powers they've played all along for the many years when they spiked and when they ended up for a while in texas highest district and now that pg has you know really and they haven't blown up numbers wise but because of open enrollment we talk about it all the time their athletic numbers have gone up considerably And so, uh, all that said, I think LE is more than content to move down to 3A and move in that direction, where they can be competitive. I would 
still be surprised. I would be surprised to see that. Atlanta took that as a bit of a shot. It hurts your pride a little bit. Why? I just think it does. What it does. And, and for Atlanta, they went from the expectation of, oh, you drop from four to three, yeah, and you're going to be problem. a, you're gonna be a yeah. powerhouse. And the, I think that's the thing when people know, oh, we'll be a powerhouse, which isn't necessarily true. No. No, it's not. But I do think more of your kids will stay home if you're playing 3A schools instead of 4A schools. See, I just don't, I don't see And that's that. been a problem for L.A. We don't like to talk about it, but it's I, been I a problem. I don't see where kids would stay there if we're going to get to play. And no offense to any of the schools I'm going to say, their names. There's no offense to any of that. I just don't know how it's a great draw to say, yeah, we're going to play Redwater, Hooks, New Boston. It's not about playing Redwater, Hooks, and New Boston. Atlanta. It's, no, no, it's not about anything. I'm saying, those, those are the teams about, you're talking about. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about those playoff football games when you're playing 3A schools, not 4A schools. And, and do you think? You? Do you think if LE was down in three A and they were in a position to have long runs in the playoffs on a pretty regular basis, they'd be as likely to lose kids to the other two schools? No, but I think they're going to find out the same thing Atlanta found out. Just because you're at three A instead of four A doesn't mean it's any easier. I agree. I agree. It's tough at three A. I agree. But if they get the coaching. And, and Coach Davis seems to be the person for the job. Yeah. They get in there, and, and they have success early on 3A. I think the community will rally around it. I think the kids will want to stay there. But if you're not being successful and you're playing schools significantly be- bigger and better, then there's a tendency, I'll just move across town and play over there. We're going to take a break. You got me depressed on Friday already. We won't be depressed. One more. segment. You took the wind right out of my sails. I'm trying to defend LE here to stay I'm four. I'm not defending. I, I am. And we come back. I want to talk about the LAPG game tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll take a break. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. One zero seven nine. Want to thank the good folks over at Budweiser, Fast Signs, the Party Factory, Stuart Title, and High Tech Signs for. Uh, being so good to us and sticking with us through thin. Back in a minute. back leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 numbers 903-735-9905 and tell you what let's jump on the old sonic hotline hey you're in the yard uh good afternoon happy friday guys how you happy doing happy friday to you sir what's going on there doc thank you sir thank you i wanted to go ahead and comment uh, a little bit about different things like that i got plenty of time hopefully <laughs> Jesus. uh Take- Morning. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll determine morning, that as you, you go. This okay. This morning, uh, 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 the professor and uh, Razorback Billy were talking about snow cones and stuff like that. Well, my favorite is leche and pina colada. Those are the two one of the two best uh, flavors. Now, what was that first one? Uh, leche, leche. It's milk with cinnamon, uh, and it turns it turns like uh, kind of like pink. Wow. 
Now, I like a good pina colada, yeah. but I don't know if I've ever had milk with cinnamon. It's like cinnamon yeah, toast crunch. Yeah, it, it, it's good. It tastes good. That's what leche is. That's what they call it, all leche. Right, all right. I'll take your word yeah. for that one. He should know he's been leching and, off of me for years. And Norton is uh, riding off into the sunset. You think he's, think he's done? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that man still got some energy left in him. He'll he probably be coaching somewhere else. We'll see. We'll see. We're, it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to ask you guys. Are you guys since we're going to have volleyball in Texarkana over at the university? Uh, are you guys going to call the volleyball games too? Well, they're probably going to want me to because of my vast experience. I've called uh, two or three volleyball games in my life, and uh, I, I got a lot okay. of feedback on it. So uh, I, I suspect they're going to be calling. My phone's going to be ringing. I suspect the answer is we have no idea. But if they're smart, they're looking someplace else. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's I've really been, not that hard. Seeing, right. I've been seeing a lot of information. Uh, uh, they've been showing, like, the newspaper. I pick up a newspaper, and that coach is everywhere, that that, fem- the, that, that girl coach. She's very nice and, and uh, seems like a really um, energetic young lady, and I think she'll do a great job launching that program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen several pictures on, on the newspaper, and like uh, the Italian parrot said about uh, the girls in the concession stand being supermodels, <laughs> this one looks like a supermodel. Now, we don't, uh, we, we don't welcome those type. This is not the Bobby D show. <laughs> we, don't, we don't welcome the type of sexist comments on this presentation. I'm not, it's not being sexist. I'm, she looks a lot like Pippa Middleton, uh, uh, Kate Middleton's sister. Who is that? I don't know that reference. The, the princess of the oh, one that married the Pippa. Pippa. Oh, I, I didn't know she had a sister. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't yeah, do the Pippa. wedding. Then. I know. I didn't watch that. Kate and whatever his name is, um, wedding. William I, and Kate I, or something. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with of which royal you speak. family. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I, I, didn't they? Didn't they quit? Didn't they quit royalty? No, no. We still have royalty. I thought they quit. I, I the royal, no, the other. No, they, they did. The other two did. So Pippa's royalty now. Pippa and Kate are royalty. Well, Pippa, like, once removed. Kate's royalty. I'm not talking about the American. I'm talking about the the Brit. The prince. The princess. You know, one day this week was like the sixth anniversary of Prince's passing. See, I knew you were going someplace like that. Yeah. So what have you guys been learning from that, home, that Babe Ruth book? Learning we don't have time to read yet. <laughs> we haven't got over there and cracked the cover on it yet. Summer hasn't come upon us yeah, yet. Ask us about June 15th when we're sitting by the pool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And a lot right, of Olympic right. stuff. Well, it was almost out in a month, right? Yeah, yeah. That's we'll, right. Yeah, check back with us summertime. Make sure we're on that. Give us, give us right, an assignment right. for summer school. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys a question uh, on some of these photos that the people send in to the newspapers. Uh, you know, like whenever this, uh, a certain school gets uh, like an award, like they get a medal or yes. something like that for tennis or whatever. Yes. Uh, you know, some of these photos uh, that are put on the newspaper, there was one last Friday. Uh, I'm not going to mention the team. But the two the two guys are wearing black shirts and uh, they're photographed next to three girls with medals and stuff. There were some people at the church that made some comments that 
why was that girl hugging, uh, putting the arm around the coach? You know, kind of very, kind of questionable. You know, you know how church people are. They they want yeah, to know. I everything. think that's pretty innocent. I, I think if you're at a a track meet or a tennis tournament or whatever, I don't. I, you know, I know there's that rare exception of every so often that makes the front page of the paper where some coach crosses that line. But I think 99.9% of that is just innocent. And You're I, posing for a picture. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, Chuck and I have both been in education for 30-plus years, and I bet we can count the incidents on one hand where someone's crossed the line like that. That's just not that yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is this, uh, you cross that line, you're going to throw away your your life. You're going to yes. throw away your, your the, the, yes. the family life that you built up, everything. And, and it's bad for everybody else. It, people then go, yeah, oh, what's going on there? Yeah, we've been fortunate. We've worked with, you know, hundreds of coaches and, and literally. And teachers. And teachers. And literally the incidents like that that we've known someone, we could count on one hand. It's just, it's yeah. so rare, yeah. and and we're realistic about that. We know that those things do happen, but at the same time, I, I don't think we should make it to where a, a student athlete and a coach can't hug and pose for a picture. Yeah, yeah. If it's wholesome and it's it's done appropriately, that's that's fine. That's yeah, I agree with you. I got a worse picture with Richard Simmons than I have yeah, with any other kid. <laughs> just telling you. Yeah. So, but we appreciate you keeping up with it. Hey, I don't think I'm going to be there Sunday, but we do appreciate it, uh, letting us know and, and remind everybody uh, Ronnie's son's passing funerals this Sunday afternoon. And where's the location again? It's going to be at Texarkana First Church of Nazarene on 6421 St. Michael's Drive uh, in Texarkana, right next to, west of the, the LifeNet. He's i uh, got a, a web page on Facebook, uh, Ronnie Sladovnik, and you can get on that website, and he's got the information there, too. All right, man. We appreciate you. Okay. Take care. Got, uh, have a good weekend. You, too. Yeah. We gave plenty of time on a Friday I for Dr. Him, Hardwood. Yes, lots of uh, and latitude. He, he used it well. He was all over there, and, and we gave him time. Yeah. Heck, we may just have Angel call the second half. <laughs> See, that's next time your wife says, what are you going to do today? Just say, we may tell Angel to call. I don't think I'll fun. ever say that. <laughs> I'm sure there's I some. Of, of on the bingo card for leaving the yard, I doubt you're going to get I too disagree. many times you're going to say, hey, I bet there's Jordan some big matches this weekend on the pitch. I'm and sure there are. He could, he could yes. pontificate. Hey, I want to remind everybody, uh, tonight, Keith Shoes is going to be on here with some baseball up in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, big game. Six fifty, seven o'clock start. Uh, you're right, a big game. Uh, probably coming down for second place behind Hallsville, these two teams. And I don't know, you know, you always want to finish first. And I think Hallsville is going to finish first. Yeah, it looks like it. I, I, and we've talked before. I said something to John McClure. And I think I've said it on the show that two, three, and four are going to get a snoot full of 16-5A where there are three really good teams coming. And I don't know that it makes a whole heck of a lot of difference in the way this is going to work if you're second or third. Yeah. You're avoiding Hallsville to deep in the playoffs if you're second or third. If you're fourth, you're going to find them in the next second or third round. But you go into that two or three, and I think they're interchangeable spots. Well, it's so interesting to me that they've got these two young guys, these 
two freshmen at Texas High yeah. that have really stepped up yes. and, and been a big part of it. And I know they're struggling a lot of the plate right now and all. but They are. They're struggling uh, scoring runs. And so so, they may have an outburst tonight. Yeah, and they're, they're due, to be perfectly honest. And didn't they do that to Mount Pleasant the last time? Seems like they I had a big, yeah, very forceful win over there. Yes. That. So yeah. you never know. We're gonna, I'll tell you, we're going to take a break because well, I know you want to come well, back and do the – Well, okay. Well, I was, I was going to say, you can find that here. We're not going to have L-E-P-G-O on – I was going to – Okay, We'll do the break, and we'll come back, because we're uh, right at the break. We're at uh, 29 right. right now, so we'll do that. We'll come back and talk about the LEPG matchup and uh, all things about that when we come back. 29 and a half after uh, 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan. 107.9, quick timeout. We'll come right back. You stick around. They say consistency is the key to success. Come. I don't mind the strain of a hurricane. They come around every June. The high black water, a devil's daughter. She's hot, she's cold, and she's mean. But nobody taught her. All right, welcome back. 27 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan 1079-903-735-9905 is... The number here in the uh, in the studio, Sonic Hotline. All right, so PG and Ellie are playing for the third time this season tonight over at the Grove. Yes, and and typically we're going to recommend to you to uh, listen to ours, but uh, Earl and Tyler aren't going to be there tonight, and uh, Keith's obviously over at Mount Pleasant. So we'd love for you to listen to Keith or Earl and Tyler, but if you want to watch some of that, it is going to be on game day. I, I uh, exchanged text with Brian Boat this afternoon. Did you? He's going to be doing it by himself. They, there was what? some. Well, they've gotten criticism. Jay's too what? much of a homer, and and so I think they're just going to let Brian solo sing. Now I remind people, Brian doesn't have a dog in the fight. He, is, he likes baseball. He's he's, he's a, a former guy. coach yeah. who uh, is an insurance guy now over on the Arkansas side. He's he he sells insurance in Arkansas. <laughs> He literally, he doesn't sell on Texas side. Yeah, I think he's, he's licensed in Texas. Yeah, and so he doesn't have to pander to anybody. He is a neutral party. Well, you're selling this hard well, right now. They've gotten some complaints. And, and I just want to clarify that Brian's a neutral guy because I had him in here one day. And yeah, he, no, he did. He talked about the fact that, you know, people on both sides. Because you and I used to be the voices of the Hawks. Yes. I'm sure people considered us homers. People used to beat up poor Louie all the time, verbally. Leopard Louie? Nobody yeah, beat up Leopard yeah. Louie. And, uh, you know, obviously when Matt was over there, he worked for L.A., so he oh, was sure. going to be pro-L.A. Al was as homer as you're Al ever going to get. Al was as homer as Shooty's homer. Oh, sure. So, but tonight, game three, it's not a neutral site, but it's going to be as neutral a broadcast, I think, as you can get because I truly don't think Brian – has a preference one way or another. I've never perceived one way or another that Brian has a preference in this. And so, but the great thing is, and you and I appreciate this, Al Hanna used to be great calling a game by himself. Yeah. I was... Because he, he remembered everything. He, he could bring anything out from 50 years ago of a, a game he saw. Even yes. near the end, if Al was calling a baseball game or softball uh. by himself, I was perfectly fine... Yeah 
that Keith and Robert Taylor wasn't working because Al could just fill the air. And and he was from that old school yes. that was the play-by-play color combination. And as you said, he might not be the greatest at deciphering, is this a splitter or a change of what but he like i said he could fill the airways with great stories yes and catch the moment yes. and he was so skilled as a play-by-play guy and for a new guy i'm very impressed with what brian does oh, i know you've said that before and but what's great about brian is he probably should be a color guy because and of he his, is for football yeah, with, with eric with for his coaching experience and right all, but he's really developed into a really nice uh yeah you know, it, it's kind of a groove, a rhythm you get into with play-by-play. And I, I think he'll do a great tonight. And I really recommend, you know, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Brian's work, for a young guy who this hasn't been his vocation or no. profession, he's no. come to it. But I think he does a really good job. And, and you know, he's no Chug Zach. I, I don't want anybody to no, my God. too high of But, you know – and I'll I'll go this comparison to the names of the people you've mentioned, to Al, to Keith, to Brian, to Eric Aiken, so, and I'm missing somebody I'm sure in, oh, the, yeah. in, in that Matt Frow. Matt, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Matt Graves when he was doing it. Yes. Uh, those guys were all about the game. That that was their thing, and. It's you're right. You you get into your rhythm, you get into your style, and it's about the game, and it's about the kids that are doing the game. And Brian's the same way. He's not over the top with it. It's not some exaggerated clown it's show not about, be about him. Brian no, that. it's not. And and that's what makes those broadcasts where you can actually watch them. And I I get this has been an ongoing you know complaint about game day from the minute Morgan set foot down in doing PG games while the other schools turned him away when he initially fished this out there years ago, it became PG-centric because they're yeah, the only ones who said yes. So but you, this past year when, you know, Texas High is now all in, yeah. they provide the, the the broadcast as far as the cameras yes. and the process and all. It's them. Yes. And, and Eric and Brian do a great job with that. No question. I would still say listen to Keith. Well, sure <laughs> we Keith, would. Well, yeah. Keith's experience, and he's so good, and, and, and Texas High is, you know, it's his beat, and it has been now for the last decade. We're, we're running into the issues of radio versus the video we 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 started to see it a couple and years keith, ago and let's be clear keith really is more comfortable doing radio yep. and has passed on the opportunity uh, to, overlapping his broadcast yep. he wants to call a radio broadcast game and it's different it's very different you, if you don't understand it and i don't know that we understood it until last year when yeah. we ended up doing the longview games for game day uh it, it is a different broadcast at least it can be you know, you can kind of call it the same way, but you don't have to describe the color of the grass. You don't have to describe the uniforms that they're wearing. That stuff that had been radio filler stuff that we've all done for 20, 30 years, you don't have to do. And it's really hard to transition out of, I got to do all these things because I'm the eyes of the people that are listening. Well, you're not because they're watching. Yeah. And, and so that's what Keith thing. enjoys doing. He likes painting the picture. Right. Whereas... The streaming services are doing TV broadcasting. That's right. 
it's a different animal. Huh. And Brian's good. And I'm, I, I was moving around to the point of the guy's like, Jay Davis is a great guy. And and Jay is what he is. He's yeah. He went to school at PG. His mom you know, taught at PG. His dad, his dad was, was a <laughs> assistant principal forever, yeah, or superintendent. Yeah, super, he was principal to high yes. school I mean, back they, in the day. They grew up black and gold. Yeah. And you don't expect. His kids God. went there, and that's even more when your kids go yes. there. Yes. And, and I. And I and I know you alluded to that we had done the games for whatever it was, 15, 18 years, whatever it was. But I didn't grow up in PG. I grew up someplace else and came here. I worked for Pleasant Grove. I wasn't born and raised PG. And so it was a little easier for us, I think, because you weren't either. Had the ability to be a little more neutral. We were homers because we knew the kids, but weren't over the top like you downplay the other team. And I don't, I'm not saying Jay does that, but I'm just saying – you know so much about your yes, kids. You're going to come off as being pro because you know more. And Jay knows even more, uh. having been through the whole the whole lifetime of being PG. I hate that criticism of that kind of thing. I, I, nobody intends to do that, I wouldn't think. But it's a constant irritant about, oh, man, you said more about this, especially when it's an in-town well, game. You said more about these kids, and you don't know anything about these kids. Well, you don't. We're not professional broadcasters out there that are calling these games. We got an insurance guy. We got a banker. We got whatever. And it's funny that uh, you know we we talked about Louis, and, and all the years that Louis got called Leopard Louis, it was his beat. He was there all the time. He loved promoting those kids over there. And he embraced Leopard he Louis. Embraced, well, no, he would. I, I would hear him at times. You know, have soft denials. No, no. But I can soft denials. I can right. remember. When later on he made a couple of comments that the LE folks got mad at him, it hurt Louie because he loved that community yes, he and did. he loved he his does. time there and that beat yep. that he was on. And, and when some in the community criticized him for some things he said, it really hurt Louie. I know it did because you grow to love who you cover. Yep, and and you know that's the reason they don't allow cheering in press boxes at the college and pro level because even the beat people at the college and pro level get an affection well, for sure the teams do. they cover yeah or and the kids that you yes. cover and the coaches that yes. you build a relationship with you don't there's not any of us want to go in there and say a bad thing about any of those guys kids but by the same token and especially maybe now even with the, with the video part of this, not the radio part of this, you can see for your own eyes. If a kid coughed up the football in the past, and guys like Al wouldn't say who fumbled. Yeah. They, they would just say it was a fumble because they don't want to say anything bad about your kid, your guy. Well, it's not bad. It's what happened on the field. Mm. You, but the video doesn't lie. And so on game day, if you're watching it, and the kid fumbles, well, you can't not say it because everybody sees it. Radio, it's easier to cover that up because you can't see what's going on. And if I don't want to paint a bad picture for the fans who are from the home school listening to it, well, I don't have to say that. Video doesn't give you that same opportunity. Anyway, if you want to watch the game tonight, I think I'm going to go home and cook hamburgers. And what time? Six o'clock. 
We're not off till we're, it's like six o'clock. We get out of here. Well, that's what I'm going to have. Burgers ready. Well, it's probably going to be closer to seven. I'll be walking the dogs. I should be swing by. I'll pick one up Come to go on home. By. I've got a dog that I'll send out to meet you. Really? <laughs> got two that'll wag their tails at yours. How about that? It'll right be big, wag right back. It'll be a big dog party. That's what we're going to have. All right. Tell you what, it's about uh, sixteen minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Let's take the quick time out. Last one of the week, and we'll uh, come back for the final segment. Little Maverick talk in there. What? Hey, I warned you last night. Mavericks. If you go back and listen to the tape. 2-1. How did this happen? We'll come back in a minute. Leaving the yard. Zach Fesser on the fan. 107.9. As we say at Liberty Ilo, leopard pride never dies. We got about uh, 13 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Tony Kirk. Speaking of famous broadcasters, Matt Riddle's joining us via the uh, Facebook presentation. Matthew Riddle. You're he, rounding him into shape, aren't you? He, on, he, on cut, he cut the hair. I saw that, he did, but he didn't He didn't lose the beard. He's not going to lose the beard, he you said. You know why? Because you know what chicks dig now? I don't know what chicks dig. I'm an old married man. I have no idea what chicks dig. Thick and woolly. Thick and woolly? That's what they want now. It's the kind of men they want. They want Thick and th- woolly? Thick and woolly. Well, I'm thick, but I'm not woolly. Well, then you're not what they're looking for. The young women um, want some thick and woolly these days. Okay. So. If you say so. Uh, I didn't uh, realize you were a spokesman for young, woman, young women out there. I'm around them all the time. Are you? Yep. They tell you what they want. Well, yeah, they usually want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I ask their ID number and tell them to leave their phones out. Do they have a pass? <laughs> So, nice. But no, I, uh, good stuff. I'm pretty much, uh, you know, Kevin likes to call himself the minister of culture, but oh, I, I think I'm there with him on this. Really? Yeah. Tuned now, in. Now, yesterday I sat here and warned you that the Mavs are about to take control, and you you kind of poo pooed me. Well, no, I, I I didn't. Well, you didn't say they were about to take control. Wait I a second. Showed you we talked this, about the. They bro- didn't really need Luca. We talked about the Luca break was good. They played with house money, yeah. getting a split at home. If they got the split, but I here, thought, I think I said I think they'll be fine tonight. Well, they were fine last yeah. night. But how long can they keep this this up? Is a question. This next. is a bad matchup for Utah. Oh, it's a terrible matchup. Now, it could be a better matchup, but. But kids in Snyder's head right now. Yes, he's and, out coaching the heck out of and, it. And well, no, Snyder, no. he he got buffaloed by Cleaver's game two, and so now he's so afraid of leaving Maxie outside. Yeah, lurking. What, he had six. Yeah, How many, yeah, six. Days? Yeah. yeah, he's so afraid of leaving Maxie. Now, Maxie, who had been in a shooting slump for the last month of the season. Ain't Steph Curry. He's not. No. He's not. And he's got a still bad back, and he's having to play hard. Dorian Finney-Smith is not shooting the three ball particularly well right now. But they're so in Snyder's head that Snyder's not what – he's not sure what to do with Gobert. Right. 
But if he's going to go small, and he made a little run with Pascal last night, but that was an illusion, Quinn Snyder. That was nothing but illusion. Because if you don't have Gobert on the floor, your guards cannot defend Dinwiddie and Brunson. No, and, and they'll rebound them. And, and, and Mike Conley and Mitchell are just going to get abused by those two guards. And they are. And both those guys are quasi-point guards who can finish at the rim. And if you're not going to have Gobert protect that rim, you're going to get – Snyder and, – and for some reason, you know, Barkley after the game, well, he, he just needs to leave Gobert off. No, you need to have Gobert on that floor, and you need to make Maxi Kleber beat you. Yeah, let him shoot – Ten yeah. again. I'm not. He hits six or seven. Then I guess he's a seventy percent free three point shooter, and we're going to not going to let no. Brunson and Dinwiddie beat me at the rim. No. Well, I, you are. My poison's going to be Cleaver. It's not going to be. <laughs> but I, I don't understand why Snyder. He's seriously overreacted, and I'm telling you, last night Pascal's been on the floor. That was just an illusion. They're not better off with no. him on the floor. The guys. Gobert is yeah. a defensive player of the year yeah. type. And I'm feeding him the ball inside. Yes. But the they're not Mitchell, doing that either. Mitchell wants to do it by himself. And he's going to get his 35 yes. points, and they're not going to win. And he's going to get out of town next year because they're going to blame this series loss on Donovan Mitchell. Well, and, and herein lies their problem. I get Quinn Snyder's issues here. I'm playing with an NBA first-team all-star guy on the bench and the pressure is a lot higher about you better be up three games well, to none now. And you, when you lost game two, the pressure is immense. You're going back home, and you got we got to win tonight because, I mean, Luka's not it here. It had been six years since Dallas won in Utah. There was already pressure on Utah. Yeah, no, you're right. The expectations Utah, everybody thinks, well, Dallas has had two bad opening rounds the last year. They're as bad as Utah in the playoffs the last couple of years. And the expectations hadn't been nearly as high for Dallas. No, I'm not paying attention to it yet. Second-round matchup is who? Well, that's why it was so important that they uh, tried to win that last game of the year because they didn't want to match up with Phoenix. Right. But now, all of a sudden, there's some glimmer of hope because Mavericks do not match up well with Phoenix. Not when Booker's playing. Not when they're full blown right. potential. And Booker won't be playing till it could maybe, be as many three weeks. Maybe could, the conference finals. Yeah. But it could be the NBA yeah. championship. Well, I'm telling you now, I'm excited they lost that last game. But I still think they ought to play uh Luca uh this weekend, burn this bridge now and yeah. move on. Yeah. Put them away. Get some don't, more rest. Don't let for Snyder yeah. come back and go, Oh, we're gonna make Cleaver beat us. No. You come back with Luca worrying out Conley, worrying out Donovan Mitchell, and just so if you're coaching the Mavs when they tomorrow night, Saturday, uh, Saturday, I think night. Saturday. So if you're coaching them, you got Luca back in there, or you're playing two oh, yeah. one. Am I going to buy myself another four days for him to? Here's what I do. Heal up. If I'm Jason Kidd, I'm going to do like Kerr's done. I'm going to bring him off the bench. Okay. I'm gonna see if I I'm gonna go out there with my guys that've been working, and I'm gonna see what Snyder's doing. Yeah, and then because when Luca comes back into the series, Dwight Powell comes back into the series. Right, he's been a non-factor because if you can't pick and roll with Powell, he's really not. No, 
much of an assistant no. on offense. He plays hard defense. He gets your rebounds. But I'm going to bring he and Powell off the bench. I'm going to start Maxie. I'm going to start my two guards. I'm going to bring Luca off the bench, and I'm going to wear your second team out. You know, we started this NBA season thinking, and obviously Phoenix was the best team in the NBA. It, it looked early on they were the best team. Well, they have been all year. That Denver was going to be somebody to contend with. Yes. They're going to have potentially a back-to-back well, MVP they've guy. they a buzzsaw. Well, Golden State's – you talk about bringing – they're bringing Curry off the bench, they're, and they're playing an uber-small lineup. They're just that, a buzzsaw right now, Chuck. Have you watched any of yeah. these series? Oh, my gosh. Good gosh. Poole is playing insane. Jordan, who's Jordan Poole? He's a G-leaguer. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who is Jordan Poole? Because yeah. we're looking at a guy right now who looks like a first or second team All-NBA guy next year. Here's a guy that fits well in that system and really got a chance to develop when Clay wasn't there. That's right. And to be perfectly honest, when Steph went down late – he, he blossomed more. He, he grew he more. He just kept going. Yep. And, you know, I asked Boston the other day, winning a championship as a six-man, does it help Curry's legacy or hurt his legacy? Okay. Does it help or hurt his legacy? Well, I think it helps it. I think you – I think even – but he's not coming off the bench as a six-man who's getting four points a game. He's coming off the no. bench and getting 20. He's getting his, his average. Yeah. I don't think it hurts him at all. I think he was banged People up. People go, oh, what a team guy. He put the team first. Yes, and he's still or getting his points. do they go, you know, I never thought he was all that. They had KD. They Shh. had Draymond. If you just say you had KD, then you weren't paying attention to the oh, players. Oh, I, I know. But, you know, if he and LeBron end with the same number of championships. Okay. Does that hurt LeBron's claim as being the greatest? No. Curry doesn't hurt LeBron. He doesn't. If they overlap their careers and he has as many championships, you know, I think people have underappreciated Curry. Oh, I agree with that, but I don't think it hurts LeBron. I don't think anybody's going to look at it and say, because Curry won, and I don't know what your number going to end up being, four. If they both have five. Or five. If they both have five, does that hurt? I think you look at it and say – We've got one of the generational talents of all time in both of these cases. What if Curry has one more than LeBron? Oh, see, I just don't think it hurts LeBron. How does, I mean, on, on what in what area? Like, I, if we're looking at Mount Rushmore of NBA I guys, truly think, it's, it's still going to be I LeBron. I truly think there's going to be a recalibration on Steph Curry after he retires. I think people are going to go, wow, he was better than we thought. He won an MVP or two, but he may have been the best player of his generation. He changed mm. the game. Did LeBron change the game? I don't. Well, yeah, I think he. I think no, he, I don't think. I so. think as uh, his body type, it changed the expectation of that body type kind of guy. In the past, that was a four who was a, just a power forward who rebounded. He all of a sudden becomes so that he, body type. Is everybody now in the league got one of those? No, he's unique because yeah, he's just a unique player. Yeah. He's he's truly unique. Yes, which is why I don't think Curry hurts him but even getting me, an extra championship. Curry has completely changed the NBA. Everybody's looking for that guy now. Good luck with that. There's I only agree. one Curry. There's only one Curry. Just like there's only one LeBron. I don't see, I, you're right. Everybody wants that gunner. You can more likely find a Curry than you can a LeBron because of the physicality of the of difference between the two. But good luck finding Curry because Curry's 
if Paul, if Paul was a free agent this year and could walk away from Golden State, would they throw a bunch of money at him? Somebody? Oh gosh, yeah. Everybody will. Because everybody's looking for a curry. All right, we're out of time.